More Carlos Correa drama. Matt's view of this offseason. Who he wants the Twins to go target. Who he thinks the Twins should trade. So much coming up on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, January 5th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Matt Braun is here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see his wonderful face. If not, you'll be able to hear him here in a second. Matt, how are you? Plenty coming up today on, on this uh, Twins, as always. Twins offseason primer, I think, for the rest of the uh, the rest of the winter. Mm-hmm. I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Um, you know, it's it's really been a boring offseason, of course. Uh, but I have to be grateful for that because uh, I actually just this Christmas uh, I got a switch. Uh, oh, nice! My first new game station since the PS4, which I now realized that was a decade ago, kind of made me hate life once I realized that. Mm. Uh, but I, dude, I've been playing so much Breath of the Wild, I have no time to do anything <laughs> else. So thank God they've been quiet. I still have a PS4. I'm playing the show a little bit. Uh, the last couple of days, I've been playing a lot more because yes, it has been such a boring off season. I think for our expectations, and you came on uh, a couple months ago, I think it was now talking about. Oh, it's gonna be you know hopefully Correa and and uh, you had a a bench a bench guy I can't remember who oh Ledmis Diaz and this guy this guy Taiwan Walker and I was coming on saying Correa and Abreu and Woodruff they've gotten uh, Joey Gallo Christian Vasquez in free agency I, mean, I don't think I'm missing any those are their two major league free agent signings Matt how do you feel about those two we'll get into them specifically but if I told you on January fifth the free agent market's gonna be pretty much picked over. And the Twins have Joey Gallo on a one-year, $11 million deal and Christian Vasquez on a three-year, $30 million deal. What would be your reaction? Oh, it'd be a disappointment, of course. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's – it's not – man, I, I even forgot about time. We were optimistic, weren't we, huh? We were. Oh, yeah. Way yeah, too yeah, much, though, I guess. We had $10 million to give to a lead Miss Diaz. Yeah, oh, that, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say for uh, – at least the Vasquez signing, and I, I assume we're going to talk about it a little bit more. I do like that signing. Uh, Gallo less so, I guess we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's not looking good. Once once they whiffed on Correa, I think that just tanked the entire thing. Shortly after the winter meetings, Christian Vasquez announced three-year, $30 million deal to be, I think, the team's primary catcher with Ryan Jeffers. Sounds like you like that deal, Matt, at this time. Oh, yeah, I think it made a lot of sense. I think uh, it's actually not uh, a whole lot. I think three years, 30 million, just 10 million a year for a guy. I mean, that's basically Gary Sanchez money. And that guy was a bum last year. Uh, So now you're paying a guy who has uh, a better skill set for, I think, what the Twins want to do, at least defensively. That's why I think getting Sanchez didn't really make much sense. Uh, You know, he's better at handling uh, those high pitches. I think it was uh, uh, Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Parker wrote about that great article. Uh, and, you know, the Twins have a lot of guys, Bailey Ober, Joe Ryan, who have these high fastballs. I think that's good, really going to help them. Uh, and so, yeah, I think he compliments Jeffers well. Uh, he's not really much of a platoon, but that's a good thing for Vasquez because, you know, he's pH righties and lefties about the same. Uh, he's just a solid 
every if you had an entire team made up of Christian Vasquez's, you'd win 85 games and you know do pretty well for yourself. I think that's where I feel about the Twins right now. I look at this roster, you look at this offseason and the disappointment, and they lose Correa, of course. Or we don't know. We're going to get to that. But I look at the roster, and it's just hard not to think this is an 80, 80-ish win team, I think, on paper. There's more variance than I think meets the eye. I think there's a chance if they stay healthier, they're going to win more games, and, and we kind of spoke on that last time. But, Matt, am I wrong in thinking that I look at this roster and 81 and 81 kind of just flashes in front of my eyes? No, that's that's what I'm thinking. I just look at it and I'm like, man, are we are we just gonna run it back? Is that mm-hmm. is that the plan? And I know I've mentioned as well. I know you just mentioned, of course. Yeah, there's a lot of health things you can point to and say, well, if these guys are healthy, it's gonna be different. Now they have Kenta Maeda, uh, who obviously was so great in 2020. Um, so I mean, maybe that upper band can stretch to like 90, 92 wins, like if everyone really does uh, stay healthy and play to their potential. That's a lot to bet on. It's a lot to bet on all of these people doing that at the exact same time, which is why I think uh, the moves they have made or have not made uh, as well are uh, as confusing as they are. Our assumption is they're running it back without Carlos Correa, but another nugget of news tonight. It's never ending. I came on a couple of days ago. It might've been yesterday. Even and I was like, I was in Cabo looking at my Twitter when he signed, signed with the giants signed with the giants. And I'm like, Oh, well it's over. Right. It's over. 13-350. It was fun while it lasted. No, the Mets now in agreement. Now it's over, right? No. Now John Heyman reporting tonight that Scott Boris has begun talking to at least one other team, and that team is believed to be the Twins, Matt. And Dan Hayes reported on that earlier this week, late last week. But Heyman also mentions the Twins specifically. I don't think he mentions any other team specifically. Matt, this is from our last time, this little graphic. <laughs> What's your feeling on Carlos Correa? Oh, we got the graphics back. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I think it would be oh, give me one. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it would be uh just an incredible Hail Mary. I mean, like Aaron Rodgers against the Cardinals in the playoffs, yes. some back-to-back yeah. plays. Like that kind of level of that's it's gonna have to be insane. I think uh it just makes too much sense. I think there's been too much noise. I think they would get really in a lot of trouble too. the Mets if they don't wrap this up. Cause I think it's a bad look for baseball. I think it's a real bad look for MLB uh, that you have uh, the owner basically announcing the signing saying this was the guy we needed before it even happens. A big no, no there. And then going on to make a stink about all the injury stuff. It's like, uh, it's like the Bruce star Gratterall trade when he was mm-hmm. a Red Sox for like five days, and then they realized, hey, this guy might not be a starting pitcher, uh, except just amped up even more because now you got $300 million on the line. So I, like I said, there is a chance. You never say no with these things. I, I kind of think Boris is just feeding Heyman shit because he likes to do that. That's, mm-hmm. that's the Scott Boris pastime. Hey, John Heyman, say this. Uh, <laughs> right. And then whether or not it comes to fruition, we'll see. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be a real long shot if it does happen. I agree. I mean, I agree with you. I I also think there's some Boris posturing in here. We do know the twins are interested. Like they remain interested in Carlos Gray. I don't know if it's at the 10 285 figure, but apparently there's a lot of, lot of discussions going on with the Mets about the language of the contract. And they're trying to mess with, Hey, if you play X amount of games, or this is a club option, or this is a vesting option for multiple years, it sounds like on the contract, if you're Carlos Correa and the twins come to you and say, Hey, we'll just give you what we offered 10 for 285 guaranteed money do you want to come back do you want to do you want to just leave this and and not worry about this anymore and just get your guaranteed money 
Matt, would you still offer him 10 for 285 if you were the Twins guaranteed? Uh, I mean, I think I would. Uh, I guess I would have to take a look at, uh, and I'd have to be knowledgeable in uh, what everyone is throwing a stink up over. Because uh, what, what, this was an injury he sustained in the minor leagues mm-hmm. like almost a decade ago. And now people are right. Granted, it's, it's um, you know, it's a lot of time to be guaranteeing for someone. So, yeah, you want to be sure about all these things. But, I mean, the, I don't think the Twins had much of a stink about uh, all these things when they signed him. So, uh, I mean, maybe if that does happen, if he does get so frustrated by the process, uh, not sure if that does happen, but I could see a possibility that, yeah, you just walk away and say, hey, this team, they don't care if I had a bum leg for like a week, eight years ago. So, yeah, uh, I could definitely see that happening. I made this point a couple of days ago as well. Once you sell yourself on something, I don't know about you, but like me as a person, if I was – Oh, I sold myself on the Mets, which it's easy to sell yourself on the Mets right now. You're going to play next to your buddy, Francisco Lindor. You're playing for an owner that's going to continue to spend. It's New York. It's the bright lights. Once I sold myself on that, I'd be like, okay, I want to make this happen. Because your family's in it. You're in it. You're in this mindset. And then you're going to pull yourself out and say, no, no, no. Now we're going to go to Minnesota. Like that's just, it's it's hard for me to fathom. I think I agree with you. They're going to try to get this thing done. And I ultimately think they will. But it's been interesting and, and they're just keeping us they're just keeping us in. They're just like keeping us engaged on this, which I wish it was over. I said last time it's like you get hit by a car twice after he signed with the Giants, and then the Mets are agreed. I was like, you get hit by a car and then you step back in front of the same car. It's like, how many times is this gonna happen before I'm just not gonna get in front of the car anymore? Right. So much more coming with Matt. Free agents left who he likes for this roster, some trade targets he might like. It's all coming up after this word from betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis whatever you're looking for this season you can find it at betonline.net get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball even hockey they've got it all at betonline.net Matt and I were breaking down twin stuff on the Lockdown Twins podcast. After you listen to this, check out Lockdown MLB Prospects. But if you want more in podcasting, you can find it at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's so easy to use desktop or phone. Bet Online is certainly where the game starts. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Thank you again for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Matt, not, le- not much left on the free agent market for the Twins here, but some rumblings, discussions with A.J. Pollock, perhaps discussions with Michael Waka. Who's out there who you think is intriguing for the Twins? Uh, no one. We can move on. <laughs> Jerickson Profar, AJ, just stop me if it's any, if you hear any of them. I Jerickson mean, Profar, AJ like, Paul, Michael Walker, anybody, like kind of Jerickson Profar, I guess. Like, if you just have all this money and just like, oh well, we gotta spend it or else we're gonna burn it. Like, then sign Jerickson Profar, I guess. Yeah. But man, if we're talking about Michael Walker and AJ Pollock, then you're just not winning. You're just not going anywhere. I'm sorry, that's just this how it is. Yeah, not winning in free agency is certainly how would you grade this this offseason so far, Matt? I would grade them so far with a D. And the only reason I would not give them an F is because they signed Christian Vasquez. 
So that's the move because I thought Omar Narvaez made a bunch of sense. I think you did too. But Vasquez mm-hmm. is a good addition. I agree. And I think that's the only reason I don't have them in an F. But considering expectations, I think a D might even be generous. Well, I, I think it'd be a D, which is otherwise known as an AL Central C+. Plus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, look at look at what other teams are doing. Oh, they're not doing anything. Oh, that's weird. Um, so, yeah, I would probably agree. I'd say around a D. Uh, but in the grand context of, of their division, I don't think they've moved much at all. If Yeah, probably not at all. What was your reaction to the uh, Andrew Benintendi five-year, $75 million deal in Chicago. Dude, the White Sox are hilarious. I love that team so much. It's like, they're not quite the Colorado Rockies. So I have I have a hard and fast rule now. Um, if I'm ever writing, say, like a trade target article, or I assume we're about to talk about trade targets, mm-hmm. I just I just don't talk about the Rockies right. because they're just so weird, man. You I don't know. know. You don't know with them. You don't know, man. They just signed Chris Bryant. I think he had like two home runs maybe. He might even be. He might be dead right now. I don't know. Hey, nobody's just, seen him. Nobody's seen Chris Bryant. Where is he, man? Yeah. Herman Marquez has been on that team for like five years too long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, oh, what a weird franchise. They don't make sense. But the White Sox, man, it's just hilarious that they'll just like do nothing, just not spend any money on like impact players, and and then just like, oh, well, I guess we should do something. And then you give five years, seventy-five to Andrew Benintendi. I mean, he's a He's a good player. He's a solid player. But, I mean, is he even going to slug like 420? I mean, holy crap, dude. That guy, he's not the kind of guy to give that contract to, which is why it's so hilarious to me. When you look at some of these moves the White Sox have made in the last three, four years, and it's almost like the antithesis of this front office for the Twins. They would never give Andrew Benintendi five for 75. For better or worse, they would never do that. They would never invest in the bullpen the way the White Sox have tried to invest in their bullpen with Joe Kelly and Liam Hendricks and Kendall Graveman and all those guys extending Aaron Bummer, extending a left-handed reliever. Twins, they're not into that. They're not into that. They wouldn't do that either. Uh, I guess there's some similarities, but the White Sox operate in a completely different way. They just value different things. They they sign different players. I think those two, it's a, it's a dichotomy for sure. And Cleveland's a part of that too, just because I think they're payroll restraints. Well, for the White Sox, when you're owned by the same guy who was able to run Michael Jordan out of town, I mean that's right. that's not good. Uh, right. Cleveland, Cleveland's a different animal because they know who they are and they know what they're gonna do and they're gonna pump out I I don't know just an ungodly amount of pitchers that are just the filthiest guys you've ever seen in your life. Never heard of them before, and yet they're striking out 33% at AAA. They know what they're going to do. They know their ball game. So I can at least respect that. The White Sox, I literally I, I'm convinced they're run by just like a random number generator that just wakes up and it's just like, oh yeah, let's go get Liam Hendricks. Why not? Kendall I know. They're so, they're so hard to predict. I'm like, I, I try to predict them every offseason. No way. No way. No, you're it's, predicting it's not happening. Did call Dallas Keuchel at one time like yes. three years ago. Yes, you did. On the show. <laughs> On the show, nonetheless. Yes, so. yes. He said they're going to go sign Dallas Keuchel. They did, and then he was DFA'd before the contract was up. So it tells you hey. about that deal. Unexpected move, Matt, this offseason for the Twins. Joey Gallo, one for $11 million. Would you describe it as unexpected? Uh, oh, certainly. Very unexpected. Uh, I think back when I used to have a Twitter account, I said something like, uh, it's the most Derek Falvey shit I've ever heard in my life. Because mm-hmm. it is. I mean, good Lord. It's the most uh, prototypical sign. It, it, buy low guy. All-star potential. You know, you right. can't you can't ignore that. Uh, still very young. Only 29. Same age as Byron Buxton. So I can see the logic there. 
I can see banking on him bouncing back. And even if, say, you don't trade Max Kepler, which I think a lot of people are expecting now that uh, they have another left-handed hitting outfielder. I mean, you throw Gallo in left, Buxton in center, Kepler in right. That might be one of the best defensive outfielders in, in baseball, uh, straight up. Uh, maybe the shift helps him a little bit, or banning the shift helps him, excuse me. Uh, but I'm uh, overall not too much of a fan of the move. I think it's just what they've tried to do over the past few years. It's pretty much the same blueprint, and it, it just hasn't worked yet. So I don't know why this one would. It's really wild. I, I I don't know. Every I feel like every winter I come in expecting something different. And every single winter, we literally get the same thing. And and sometimes they surprise us. Like Josh Donaldson was a surprise. Correa was obviously a surprise. Like even the Sonny Gray tread. But it feels like their free agent signings, it has not changed. It has not changed. And I don't know why I would ever expect it to change at this point. And I said it. We're, we're going toward a one-year deal offseason. Again, with Christian Vasquez, I mean, he's a three-year deal. He's an exception. But I think you're going to see, like, Pollock, Gallo, Waka. Not everybody, but, like, whoever they sign, like, nobody's getting a, a multi-year deal, I don't think, left on this free agent market. So that's just – that's what's happening here again. And it's almost maddening because we've seen it so many times. We've seen this movie. I don't like the ending almost ever. Like, I never liked the ending. And I don't think Twins fans are, have liked it either, these one-year deals. Matt, do you think that's like a – an evaluation problem? Do you think that that's a process problem? Do you even think it's a problem at all? I I do think it's a problem. I'm glad you didn't even know this. You don't you don't know what you just did, but I actually just uh, have submitted an article today about one oh, year deals. Twinsdaily.com. I was going to ask you about what you got coming. So good. Yeah, tw- Twinsdaily.com. I got it going. We got it out of the way. Don't even need to ask it in the end. Now. Look at that. We're so in tune. We don't even need to do this. Anymore. Locked. We're locked. Uh, this is what we do. Say locked. This is say locked do. on, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, there was a question. Yes. Uh, the one-year deals. Um, so I think it's it's a problem. I'm not sure of what, but it is a problem uh, mm-hmm. because I think that they continue to play this game of being uneasy with having a lot on the on the payroll, having a lot in the books, and I get that because especially as a team like the Twins, you know, they can't stomach uh, if a contract does go sour. It just really a big one that is they really can't do that so i understand why and you always want to you know it's always a good idea to leave a little money open you know you want to sign a carlos correa that suddenly happens hey now you have the money for it but they're taking it too far it's too extreme they are just having money for the sake of having money and then they don't do anything with it and or or the things they do with it are not good moves like you signed matt schumacher just because hey we got some five million sitting around mm-hmm. what does chris archer want yeah we'll, we'll give him some money but it's like what's what's the logic to it right what are these guys actually upgrades or are you just spending money for the sake of spending money uh and so i think uh i would really like to see uh, a change in that philosophy and to be like no we're actually going to continue to target good people now good players and we're going to give them the years and the salary and we're not going to get nervous maybe halfway through like we did with Josh Donaldson and trade him immediately. And it's like, you got to be consistent. You can't just be rotating all these things in and out and just expect things to work. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. It's just, it's never ending. It's never ending. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why we would expect it to ever end at this point. Matt, when you look at the trade market, plenty of names floated. Pablo Lopez, Brian Reynolds. I think there's going to be a lot of trades here in January, but the twins included, I think in, in a handful of them. I think they're going to be active here in January with trades. Who are some guys you're looking at in trade for the twins to target? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I, I do. I even have to name Zach Gallon, or is that just like assumed? <laughs> go, like, go, Zach Gallon. Yeah, right, sure, Zach Gallon. I think that ship sailed like three years ago. If you wanted him for cheap, uh, because now, I mean, if there's a team that doesn't want to trade for him, I don't, I don't know who they are. Uh, but hey, if you're willing to pony up and you can make a deal, we'd love to see him at the top. Uh, you know, we've mentioned uh, the Marlins a lot. Not sure how much of a fan of Pablo Lopez I am just because I don't see him as being that much better uh, than the top they have of already uh, Gray, Miley, uh, Maeda, maybe even Ryan. Um, I don't know. Trevor Rogers does interest me maybe a little bit more just because he has had that more dominant season uh, just in 2021. Uh, maybe I could get him by low. He's a little bit younger, a little, maybe a little cheaper. Uh, but I'll be honest. I was looking around and there's still not a whole lot. I think uh, because they added this new wild card, uh, it's really lessened the amount of sellers. And mm-hmm. so the, if you look at all these teams and you're like, well, there used to be like a list of teams you could always assume on, okay, these guys are going to sell, these guys are going to sell. But you look at those teams anymore and it's like, well, I mean, everyone's kind of hovering around this 500 mark. The the Rangers just won 68 games. You know what they did? They signed Jacob deGrom. They're not right. trading anyone. That's just yeah. not going to happen. Uh, so I, I don't really know. There's not a whole lot if you ask me. There was one team that I was hoping would sell, and it's Milwaukee. I was really oh, yeah. hoping they would sell because Willie Adamas is such a Oof. good fit at Target Field. Just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Obviously, their they're duo at the top of the rotation, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns. I thought there was just a lot of possibility there with Milwaukee. But like you said, I think they think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to they're gonna wait and say, hey, with this expanded postseason, we're going to play out the first half, and we'll see at the deadline. You, you have more incentive to just wait now than you did before and the packages at the deadline have been so fat that if you're a contending team or a team that's on the bubble rather i'm I'm thinking about it i'm thinking look what the twins got for jose barrios which looked great at the time not as much now but look what the twins also gave up for tyler malley and our duo is is a lot better than those two right so i'm thinking about that in milwaukee's perspective and i would probably wait as well and see how it plays out but on the shortstop side trade targets matt Here's some here's some names for you. Miguel Rojas in Miami. Uh, Willie Adamas, like I said. Taylor Walls in Tampa. There's not a ton there. Haseon Kim in San Diego is intriguing. Anybody among that list or on yours who, uh, who you think would fit well? Uh, well, I think Kim would be the best choice, obviously, because, I mean, he's the best player of the bunch. Uh, but I'll be honest, I don't – I really don't know if I see San Diego – trading him there have been talks about him being the odd man out but it really doesn't make any sense to me because he's the only one who can consistently play shortstop uh so it's like you signed what 15 shortstops none of them can actually play shortstop right uh which is always interesting and uh machado literally has already said he's going to opt out so they're i mean they're going to be short infielders soon i don't think they trade kim uh but i mean outside of him no i don't think anyone else is significant of an upgrade over Kyle Farmer to like justify giving up anyone for him, really. Adamus would be the one, but I don't think. Oh, Adamus! Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I, I just don't think. I don't think it's gonna happen. So it's not even. I don't think they're trading him. Yeah, uh, he was a three and a half, I think, win player last year. It would be an awesome addition for this team, but I just don't think. Uh, I don't think it's realistic, Matt. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you can think of here as we look toward January, the rest of January, and the Twins just feel like they're really quiet, like they're waiting in the weeds, or I don't know what's going on. Any other thoughts? 
Uh, I would just say uh, ex- expect some unexpected. I think uh, they've always been good for one or two moves that, uh, you know, as much as we try, we just can't predict because we're not having these conversations. We're not uh, in these rooms or in these calls hearing what people are thinking and what they're talking about. Uh, so as dour as I think this episode was and as poor of a, uh, like as the grades we gave, I'm going to still, they're not done. I mean, come on, this is their MO. They, I think, like 75% of their moves come after the new year. And honestly, uh, they come after uh, January as well. They're still making moves well into February, sometimes even March. Uh, so though, I, I'd say don't don't be like fully down on the Twins. We got to wait for something. Uh, and I think something is going to happen. I agree with Matt as per usual. Matt, thank you so much, brother. We'll talk again before. When's the big move? When's the big move? The big move? Uh, why? That's going to be July. Oh, we'll have plenty okay. of time to talk. Oh, gosh. Later. We're going we're gonna to have so – the Twins are going to – they might even win the World Series before that. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Don't have, you know what you're having for breakfast tomorrow, right? We don't know what's coming. It's, just expect the unexpected. I agree. I think they're going to do some crazy stuff, and, and Matt's going to come on to talk about it, certainly. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got anything live tonight. Do we have any moves? You want to look no, at Twitter? We I got nothing. I was hoping maybe we get a live reaction show. Just that time of year. Man, it happened once, and we're just chasing that one. I know. We're just... chasing. That was, that was electric that night. So maybe we'll I... have that. You'll have to watch to find out, folks. Matt Braun. Have to, you never know. It happened once. It may happen again. Matt Braun, TwinsDaily.com. Thanks, Matt. Uh, of course. Thanks, man.